When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcast from pitchables.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 6th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Nick Lodolo went 4.2 innings of zero and runs, three hits, three walks, and eight strikeouts in his return from the IL against the Mets. 15 whiffs, 35% CSW. Curveball at eight whiffs. Singer did good things. Changeup was a good mix-up. I'm in on this. He gets the raise next. I think you're okay with it. Uh, I don't think he's a finished product, though. I think there is command stuff to figure out with Lodolo, but yeah, 12-teamer, you should be rolling with Lodolo right now. Sandy Alcantara is incredible. Had a golden goal. Sorry, a gallows pull with 18 whiffs, 10 strikeouts, 8 innings of 0 earned runs, and just 2 hits against the Angels. Yeah. I uh, Get your Sandy Crush shirt now. I did a video watching the entirety of the start. Uh, so definitely go watch that um, on YouTube later today. Max Scherzer went zero and runs in six innings, pitching 11 strikeouts opposite Nick Lodolo in his return. 44% CSW was a King Cole. I mean, yeah, he's in the first tier next week. Christopher Sanchez, you do not care about, neither do you care about Drew Hutchinson. Uh, Logan Gilbert, one strikeout in 5.1 innings, but only one and run. Fine. Whatever. Uh, Jose Quintana against the Yankees, five innings, pitch of one earned run. Six hits, zero walks, seven strikeouts, amazing pitch separation once again. This is a Vargas roll, maybe, but it is the Brewers and then Coors. And are you really? I just, uh, I, I don't know if I can do it. I guess the Brewer, Brewers, I guess so. Maybe. Uh, I, I don't know if I can do it. Um, Alex Wood left this one with cramps, um, hamstring cramps, apparently. Five innings, one run, four hits, zero walks, four Ks. That's why it ended at 71 pitches. He could have gotten six. But it's nice to have just a good start from Alex Wood. And he sat 93 on the heater. A full tick higher from last year. So his slider and changeup are not quite what we want them to be. He does get the Padres next. And I feel like you're fine dropping him. Because I don't want to start him for that one. Even with the velocity as the slider has not been good. And the Padres are really good against the left-handers. But hey, good stuff Alex Wood. Maybe we'll be back soon enough. Uh, Ian Anderson against the Cardinals did well enough. Nine base runners. But one earned run and five hits. Um, and three Ks against the Cardinals. He's still too erratic. He gets the Nationals twice now. I'm not I'm not jumping at it. I think it's just too dangerous to start him. Ryan Papillo went instead of Mitch White. So sorry about that, but it got you know changed in mid-afternoon as he wanted to give an extra day of rest for the entire rotation. Mitch White does go today against the Rocky Road. We'll talk about all the starters today later on. But Papillo did well. His changeup got six whiffs, but only 38% strikes. It was a strange one. It's Rocky Road. Don't read too much into this. Tyler Gilbert went against the Giants, and it does not matter. He, he apparently threw eight different pitches. Eight different pitch types. Try to even think of eight different pitch types. And yes, that cast differentiates between curveball and knuckle curve. Weird. Uh, Noah Syndergaard against the Miami Marlins went eight strikeouts and two in runs. You know, he had a 17% strikeout rate before this game. And he gets the Astros next. Don't, don't do too much into this. I mean, he's a Toby to me still. Josh Winder against the White Sox. Five innings pitched, two and run, seven minutes, two walks, three Ks. You're thinking, was, wasn't it supposed to be Chris Archer? Yeah, he's on the IL now with a hip injury. Um, 
he doesn't quite do enough. And maybe it does work against the right opponents. I don't think I want to do it against the Brewers next for Josh Winder. Kyle Hendricks went three innings and then got pulled with shoulder soreness. Which is unfortunate because his changeup was looking good. Six for 23 whiffs with a 38% usage. But so it goes. Uh, Adrian Martinez, you don't care about that. Same with Austin Voth. Cal Quantrill went against the Tigers. And what are you doing, man? Four innings of three and runs and eight hits, two walks, four Ks. You're supposed to go six plus with three runs or fewer. And this is the Tigers. Oh, I don't get it. Uh, Jeffrey Springs went against the, the Red Sox. Honestly, I think he pitched really well. It just didn't go his way. Four innings of three and runs, five hits, two walks, five Ks. Seriously, this could have been six innings, two earned runs, and a really nice overall start. 40% CSW on the slider. Um, I think he was fine. Uh, he gets the Red Sox again next Monday, and I think he can do well there. It's I think it's, it's a coin flip there. Um, Mike Clevenger against the Mariners. Six innings pitches with four earned runs, six hits, two walks, and five Ks. You're not exactly what you wanted. I was hoping for a major start to really boost our love for Clevenger after last uh, last outing. Nope. Now he gets cores. Ugh. Yeah, I think I got to bench him in that one. Uh, Herman Marquez struggled against the Dodgers. Okay. Um, Spencer Howard against the Orioles. Nothing has changed. He's still throwing 60% fastballs. No. Paulo Spino against the Phillies. It's not that time. Kikuchi. Did well against the Reds last time and not against the Athletics. Zero strikeouts and five walks and five 2.1 innings. I'm sorry. Jeez. Forward runs. No way. Um, Luis Garcia against the Royals. Really frustrating. Uh, I think he pitched actually pretty well, but he allowed a pair of home runs. Had an extra earned run in the seventh for a careful Icarus for five earned runs and nine base runners and 6.1 innings. Seven Ks. You know, he just didn't have his best four-seamer, but still. Cutter was really good. Curve was really good. This is weird. Um, he should be fine. James and Tyone, second straight start against a really good matchup. That is Athletics last time and Pirates this time, and he just did not come through. Five earned runs and 5.1 innings, six hits, zero walks, and five Ks. Huh, now you get the Red Sox twice? I don't feel like you need to hold on to Tyone if there's something else you need. Like, it might be a time to be more conservative with your rotation. Like, instead of the necessity of eight to nine starters or whatever, you might just go with six for a week. You know, you don't need to start time now. Maybe you want to lean on hitters for that Monday and Thursday, right? Uh, instead of that. So keep that in mind with Tyone. But I understand also if you put him on the wire that he gets swooped up. And then all of a sudden after that, you want Tyone and then you won't have him. So I get it. It's up to you. Jason Alexander against the Cubs. You don't want to do this. Uh, Zach Greinke against Astros. Obviously, you didn't want to do that. Nick Pavetta finally had a misstep. This was a Vargas rule for so long. And here against the Rays, he was his old bad self of it being erratic. So now he gets the Yankees twice. Ah! <laughs> I mean, it feels like it's the wall. But if you want to hold on for one more and just kind of see how that first Yankee start goes, I guess. But then are you going to start him in the next one after? <sighs> why is why is this so hard this year? Uh, Michael Kopech just sat 94 miles per hour in the heater as the knee injury feels like it's bothering him. Six earned runs and 12 base runners, 5Ks. Too many pitches in the heart of the plate. I don't think he actually pitched so badly, you know, against the Twins. The Twins are really bad. Or, sorry, really bad team to start against. They're really good. Um, I feel like if he had better velocity and just didn't sit in the heart of the plate with some stuff, it would have been better. Shocking, more at 11. But he gets the Tigers next. I think I'm going to start him there. It's just the Twins not after. It's frustrating. Oh, yeah, and then there's Andre Pallante. No way. We're done. 
Uh, moving on to today's starter and check out yesterday's podcast for uh, today's starters and tomorrow. I, I was lamenting about tomorrow's starters and really, I do not have a questionable start. I decided to go Jordan Lyles as I do not start streamer. It is frustrating, but it's pretty clear cut tomorrow. Um, of just like start those guys, don't start the other ones. Today is a little bit harder. Uh, Corbin Burns, Troy Otani, Luis Severino, Aaron Nola, Shane Bieber, Max Reed, and, and Christian Javier. Yes, obviously start those. Probable start is Joe Ryan. It looked much better against the White Sox. Michaelis against Atlanta. Sure, you do that. Jose Brios, it is the Athletics. You do that. Alex Cobb against the Diamondbacks. I do that. Lance Lynn against the Twins is kind of tough. And I understand if you don't want to do that. I think I am wherever I have Lynn. Questionable starts here. My stream pick of the day is David Peterson um, against the Reds. Really good slider, but it is the, the Reds. And it's inside of Cincinnati. That could be a home run problem. That's why it's questionable start. Josiah Gray against the Phils had a... Bad uh, step backward last time. Has done well against the Phillies before, but it's really more about Josiah Gray uh, having both of those breaking balls. Hopefully he does here. Brian Bayo is making his MLB debut tonight against the Rays. I'm excited about it. He can, you know, he's been putting up seven, eight strikeout games in five plus innings in the minors all year. Hopefully that's what we see tonight. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I generally avoid MLB debuts, but this is an interesting one. And Mitch White is in fact starting today. And once again, he is at the bottom of the question. Start here. Trevor Rogers could be intriguing against the Angels. The Angels are pretty dang bad, and Trevor Rogers has some, I, uh, some excitement to him, but he really hasn't gone six innings like at all. And I just I don't want to do it. Merrill Kelly gets the Giants. Maybe I should be putting Merrill Kelly into a questionable start. I I was, I was thinking about this one a lot, but it's more of just like I don't really care. <laughs> doesn't have his changeup. It doesn't have the lead velocity. Doesn't have really a ton. It's just not for me anymore. Um, Michael Pineda against, uh, the Guardians don't want to do that. He just doesn't provide enough. Spencer Watkins could maybe pull it out against the Rangers, but then everything after that, like Corey Kluber against the Red Sox, I'm terrified of that. Ashcraft, I'm terrified of that against the Mets. Glenado, don't care, even though it's the Orioles. Caprillion against the Jays, no way. Brad Keller against the Astros. Mitch Keller against the Yankees, no way. And Adrian Sampson, Sampson and Jose Herrera. Yes, Jose Herrera does still exist. All right, looking at uh, the buy and sell today, I go to Fantasy Pros and I look at the roster percentage and I say, what? That's ridiculous. And tell you the guys that I would be selling and the guys that I would be buying. Shocking, I know. Um, In the high rostered uh, arms, who are the guys that I'm thinking it might be a prime time to get out on Logan Gilbert at 96%? I've been saying for a long time on this. Uh, maybe Framber Valdez, if guys are actually thinking, hey, he just had 13 strikeouts and he could be a 25-26% strikeout guy, that's possible, but you might want to sell on that. Nestor Cortez, I think, is primed for a worse, or worse second half. Tony Gonson's a really good sell high, if you ask me. Um, so, you might, you know, it, it's curious. Sell highs and, and buy lows are all about perception in the fantasy community, and generally it's when guys look like they're completely fine or they are what they are and I'm saying they aren't that's what makes them that because Gonsolin what are you going to get are guys actually buying him as this for the full year then yeah you want to sell at that right I'm speaking of right you might want to sell at that too uh Charlie Morin I'm buying but you know I think everyone is now charging the proper price um Shum and I I'm out on but it's it's again it's about going against the conventions and I'm trying to find a really good example of it. Um, I would sell Christian Javier if people want to get in on it. But then again, I want to take a chance. I'm inside my top 40 right now. I am still buying Shane Boz. 
Um, there's some window for you to get Shane Boz as, you know, I think he's a top 20, top 25 guy the rest of the way. Uh, I feel that way. I didn't do it on the list because I have to be a little conservative, but my instincts are saying that. Uh, I'm in on John Gray as well. I think that's a really good get if you can get him now. Uh, moving on from like Snell, for example, though. Um, selling on, on Tywin Walker. I do not buy that he's a nine strikeout guy all of a sudden. And on more of the buy side, uh, I am buying Jeffrey Springs a bit right now. I think he's a really good, uh, I, I really do dig what he's doing. I feel like in the offseason, we're going to talk about Jeffrey Springs and people have him in like a 40 or something like that in the preseason. Everyone's going to go, what? Jeffrey Springs? It's going to be a long discussion about him. And I think that's just because he's going to keep doing well in the second half. I'm selling Tyler Wells. Y'all know that. Uh, let's see here. Wow. Um, I'm seeing some higher rates than I expected, like Ross Stripling at 28% rostered. I uh, Who am I buying down here? Michael Lorenzen has a really good start against the Orioles. I was just able to pick him up in a quality start league, and I think y'all should be doing that one, um, as he'll be a streamer later in the week. Uh, we have... Down here we have Mitch White at 8%, not a bad stream um, for today. I'm curious, though. It's like teetering on it. Uh, but something to consider. Luis Patino might be someone to buy in now at 5% rostered as he should be returning somewhat soon. It might take some time, but if you have an open spot on your roster and you're thinking, man, who is a guy that uh, I should continue adding that could make an impact in August? That might be Luis Patino. So definitely consider that one. Uh, Good fastball, really good fastball and improving slider. And we just never, I mean, we were really excited about him entering this year. We just never got a chance to see him. Now we're finally going to see it in the second half, and that's going to be cool. Um, so, yeah, that's my number one buy, I guess. It's only 5% rostered at the moment is Luis Patino, and that's going to be interesting when he does return. We were hoping that it would be this week. So, uh, hopefully we get to see him soon. But, all right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for supporting what we do. And we're going to have the Nick and Alex Baseball Show tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time live streamed. But that's going to do it. So, my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babas be low and your strikeouts high.